Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Eddie and His Amazing Friends, formerly the Eddie and Caleb Hero Cast. Joined this week on episode 158 by the amazing friend of the week. He's been on before. He's on again. Mr. Josh Davis. Hey, folks. Glad to be back. Yeah. And kicking off a new year, 2019, after a very, very good 2018. So a lot to live up to. A lot to live up to. But, uh, well, I'll... uh, I'll save that story for just a moment because uh, we've got to get into a couple things. This particular movie, which I haven't mentioned yet, is Glass, starring, of course, Samuel L. Jackson, who is in, I think, um, 11% of every episode that we put out. So, quite impressive. And then, uh, as well as Bruce Willis, and of course, Professor X himself. James McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so yeah, this came out, let's see here, January 12th, nope, 18th of 2019. Uh, champions were pretty much the same as last week, except one exception. We have a new IWGP champion. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi. There you go. The song, number one song, is uh, Sunflower by Post Malone from the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack, which we did last week. So how about that? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Let's see, what else? Um, So January of 2019 was my, jumping in the time capsule, was my second um, time working New Year's Eve at the casino. So that was fun. Just a million people. Uh, but luckily, it got off at like 11.30, so got to see the ball drop and everything. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, rather hectic, but that was that was what I did. So you were still working in the casino uh, four years ago? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I assumed it was longer ago than that, just from, like, hearing you talk about it previously. I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah, no, I mean, this will be, yeah, that's the final, uh, well, yeah, for a few more months, not to jump too far ahead, but, yeah, I'll still be there. Uh, I'm still at the same job, so nothing really interesting going on for me. Same old, same old. Well, I'm going to, uh, so instead of waiting Instead of making the people wait for the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse episode, or the Flash, whichever one I would have put this under, um, <laughs> I have a current time capsule story, and uh, I don't know, I just felt like it'd be fun to tell on the podcast, because this particular episode I don't suspect will be too, too long, but... I wouldn't think so. So, for the first time since... Uh, launching the podcast, um, I have called the police on my neighbor, who longtime listeners know I can't stand them. <laughs> uh, I guess I could have used a, an overseer in the neighborhood. That would have been Ooh. nice. Yep. Yeah, that would have been great. So, this happened once before. So, okay, okay, actually, let me back up. 
I don't know the living situation over there. When I moved in in 20... Well, I, 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 it used to be a dad and his two sons. And I think they went to high school around 2020. Because then when COVID happened, they stopped going to school. Although I suspect they didn't go much before. Mm. But, um, so they either... Because then when the summer happened of 2020 they stayed at home and then so they either had graduated or they stayed home and did online courses in 2021 as well which i think was optional at that point but i don't know what they do i don't see them leave for work with any regularity maybe they do i don't know i don't really keep up too much tabs on them I think the dad has since moved out, and I think one of their friends moved in. I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't care what they do. Um, they are annoying. Pretty sure they stole my gas, and they leave their trash is always coming into my yard. And I've always just not said anything. And the reason is because not because you're scared or whatever. It's just making enemies with neighbors is never smart not in the big picture <laughs> yeah especially if it's something like okay the trash is annoying the gas yeah. i didn't have any proof of otherwise i would have said something i didn't have any proof of it i just think it was them um but uh yeah it's just i you know i'll pick up a bit of trash and other than making a neighbor upset um it's not a huge deal it's just very annoying and inconsiderate plus they're renters i own so uh, they have mm -hmm. nothing to lose. <laughs> this right. is the way I look at it. So they have like three dogs. And um, my dog can be aggressive. It just depends. I mean, right before we started recording, he was playing with the neighbors behind me dog. So he's he's fine with some dogs. Some dogs he isn't. I don't know. But one of their dogs, um, they bark at a lot. They'll growl maybe nip through the fence but it's entirely fenced in so even if they could do something it would be very minimal damage um at that so it's not something and besides mine my dog's more bark than bite he'll retreat quickly so i'm not super worried about it so when the dogs start going i just kind of let them go because what's the point like so i go out the weekend to mow and the three of them are like yelling, like, you got to come get your dog. You got to come get your dog. I'm like, he's in his backyard. It's fenced in. Yours isn't. Maybe you should get yours. And then the guy's like, the, the friend that moved in. So not the two brothers, but the friend that moved in. He's like, how about I come uh, kick your ass? And uh, I I don't remember what I said. I think I just said, you know, GTFO. And so he just marches around into my driveway, right up to my fence. He's like, oh, what now? And I was like, okay, I'm 38. I don't fight. <laughs> and not that this guy was intimidating. He wasn't. Might be an inch or two taller. Definitely skinnier. Um, I don't know. Most fights usually end with just like a non, like a scuffle and one person has a bloody lip, one person has a bloody nose. There's no definitive winner. That's probably what would have happened if we're being honest. Uh, but there was right. also like three of them and one of me. So right. not, not great odds, not into the handicap match. So, uh, 
And I was like, look, I'm just going inside. I'm calling the police on these guys because I told them to get off the property a few times. They didn't. So I'm well within my right. Not that I wouldn't have enjoyed him going to prison. Well, not prison, but jail because that would have been entertaining. But to do that, he would have had to punch me and me not retaliate. And um, I didn't really want to get punched. And if I did get punched, I probably would have retaliated. So just better to just de-escalate it, in my opinion. And then as I'm waiting for the uh, for the guy the the sheriff to show up, they uh, they've already retreated because they figured out what I was doing, and they're just yelling things from the uh, from their front yard, like oh, you never get any bitches at your house. I never see any bitches go into your house, which ironic because I've literally never seen them have quote bitches go into their house either, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I've also never seen them go to work, so there's that too. But um, then they they dropped the uh, the old f bomb during Pride Month, which it's like, come on, man, it's Pride Month, you can't you can't use that word. But they did. So, um, and then the like I said, the police showed up, told them that they can't uh, you know go onto someone's property and threaten them. Right. Um, but yeah, that was the big story, and uh, I don't know, I um. I probably lost street cred with the listeners, but uh, I think I handled it okay, I guess. Well, you wanted to get it off your chest while it was still fresh, so there you go. I figured it was a decent story, but, you know, I mean, and the other thing is, um, you know, I, I've, I don't know if I've mentioned this on here before or not. I think I did with Caleb, but, uh, you know, at some point next year, I would like to move with... Uh, um, I mean, hopefully, and if, you know, get married, even though I get no bitches, apparently, but hopefully, <laughs> um, you know, move. And again, my thinking is it's like, I'll be here another year and a half tops. Right. I just, I just, it's my mentality is like a prisoner. I just want to do my time and, and get out. You you don't want to get any time out at all. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a year and a half. It's not that long. Let's just. Just get it done and over with, and yeah. we'll be good. So, you know, that's that's my thinking on it. Like, you know, it's a year and a half. It's, you know, think back to, you know, well, January like 2021. You know, that's not uh, that far off. Or, yeah. sorry, 2022. And, uh, you know, it's like, think back to when the Batman came out. That period, as long as that was... That's about much time as I'll be living here from now on. So it's like, yeah, it's not too bad. I think. I don't know. Yeah, you definitely didn't want to didn't want to make the situation worse for yourself while you're stuck living there next to those people. Yeah, that's the other thing. Well, I'm also kind of counting on the fact that other neighbors hate them. So right. my hope is, since their dad has left, that they will implode on themselves. Um, I know the guy across the street does not like them. The guy diagonal to them, I've never spoken with him, but I've seen him yelling at them, so I assume he doesn't like them either. So um, my hope is yeah. that they just uh, piss enough people off, and you know, maybe they move. Who knows? But Yeah, I'm usually people like that, they come and go. Like, I was telling you off air about my situation there's been 
over the time period I lived here, there's been quite a few come and go from that property. So that's the thing is they've been here even before I was, which is crazy. <laughs> and that whole time, they have had a uh, not to pour shame, but uh, it has been. What did I move in in 2017? So. It has been, you know, six years, and they still have a, a Pepsi box as a window window cover for their front window. Maybe you could update that. Maybe maybe you maybe, would get maybe. bitches if you could do that. I don't, you know, if maybe. I was a woman and I walked up to a house and like their front door had like a, you know, a 24 pack covering a hole. Not exactly a panty dropper. <laughs> not really. Yeah, that was uh, that was my weekend. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds eventful. Yeah, you know. I would have liked to have uh, uh, beaten him up, but uh, it was also three on one. So. Yeah, you don't want a chance with idiots like that. Somebody will pull a knife on you or something stupid. You know, you don't want that. Yeah. Not worth not that, worth it. Yeah, that too. I do have. Uh, like an old big boss fan style nightstick in the house, so nice, nice. If I can if it gets bad, I'll uh, I'll just bust that out and give them some hard time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my overseer story. Pretty, pretty, de- pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent. Yeah. You know. Fitting for you know for this week's show. Yeah, considering overseer does that to uh, people, breaks into their house and attacks them. Give some punks their their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie, uh, budget, typical M. Night Shyamalan, small budget, medium profit. Well, I guess good profit, but uh, budget was $20 million, box office $247 million. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's usually how his movies work, unless they, you know, something... That's really crappy word of mouth, then it, then it kind of shoots them in the foot. Yeah, either that or um, oh, what was the Sixth Sense, where it's like everybody had to see that big twist ending. And... Right. Yeah. So anyway, two fifty-seven million was the profit with the three hundred five for the inflation. That puts it fiftieth on the list, right below Wanted, and right above X Men: The Last Stand. All right. Mm-hmm. The last was it? Stand. Was it the uh, highest uh, profiting one of the trilogy, or no? No, it was the lowest. Oof. <laughs> so I wasn't sure. I didn't look it up or anything. I didn't know if, like, you know, big fans of the, the series showed up to support it being over, you know? Well, Split was... Uh... I would have guessed that Split would be number one, and Unbreakable 2, then. So, Split was, uh, let's see, where is that on the list? Uh, Split was actually 48th, so just barely got above a glass. It, it raked in, uh, 269.5 million. And then, uh, Unbreakable was, um, actually, no, I was wrong. Uh, Unbreakable was the lowest grossing. So I was going to say that was more of a later, you know, people discovered later on type movie, like a cult following. Yeah, that that is a 173.1 million. Yeah. 65th on the list. So, okay. My mistake. I mean, that's, that's still pretty good. Three in the top 65. Yeah. 
for not big budget movies. Yeah, I mean they all made money. That's all like you know, small budget, which M Night usually does. Uh let's see. Uh oh, the Rotten Tomatoes. Well Critics I saw I saw this just to, <laughs> just to beat you to it, and I could not believe it. Yeah, critics thirty seven percent, fans sixty seven percent. Eh, I mean, not great for either. I mean, fans a little more kind. Yeah, I still, I just, yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was like, man, it's like they're really the critics, <laughs> the people are really on a roll with just destroying movies. Apparently, yeah, cannot believe it. They really are. Like, I've, like even right now, I've seen. Um, like even just this week, it's like oh the early reviews for you know Transformers is this many percent, and the early review for Flash is this many. It's like, are they from critics? <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> right. That's honestly that's that's how I'm how I'm starting to really be about these movies when I see it. I'm like, I'm just starting to ignore them for the most part. Yeah, also it's like it debuts with like 16 reviews. So right. Who cares what 16 and, people think? And you got to figure like they're critics cuz they're getting the early access like that. Yeah. So they're already, you know, they're already people that are they're the ones that are giving the bad reviews. Yeah, it would worry me if it doesn't get screened early. Yeah. That kind of worries me uh, because there means they're worried that the film will get bad reviews. True, uh, true. And if the creator is worried that the film will get bad reviews, that's usually not a great sign. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the case. What was that? Um, I think I saw that recently with uh, The Machine, which I really didn't care for either. So maybe... We know. went and saw that. I, had, it, I don't know. It was fun. I had a fun time watching it. I didn't hate it. It was just like... All right. I kind of thought it would be more to it. Like, I feel like they showed a lot of the funny parts in the trailer. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> same same thing with the boogeyman. We went and saw that, and I was like, I was I was expecting it to be more. It's like, man, they showed like all the good scares in the trailer. Yeah, what did I uh, what did I just see? I can't even remember. Oh, not Spider Verse, obviously. Uh, I guess that was it. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of another movie that I saw that uh, critics didn't like, but I... Well, I mean, Fast X, but I, I didn't expect the critics to like that. I had fun with that. I thought it was fun. But, yeah, they don't, they don't really care for those movies. No, I, it's... You know. Yeah, like you said, I, I just pay attention to the audience score at this point. Yep. Well, which, again, this one was 67%. Uh, the cast... Well... Let's see. It's a small cast, but... Uh, let's see, I mean, we got uh, Anya Taylor-Joy returning. Kind of a smaller role, but... Uh, yeah, she kind of she kind of regressed in, like, how much she was in this one compared to Split. I mean, for, for good reason, I guess, but... Yeah, well, I mean, her uh, she still was not taken off as the megastar yet, and we'll actually nope. see her again before she really takes off. Um, Sarah Paulson, I forgot was in this from um, Me too. American <laughs> Horror Story fame. I I saw this 
we didn't establish if we saw this in theater or not. I did see it in theater. But, yes, uh, as, as did I. This was, I just recently, I had to buy it. On, I bought it on Vudu digitally to rewatch it because I literally have not watched this since the theater. So I got to revisit it again. But I, yeah, I forgot she was even in it. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yep, Dr. Ellie Staple. So. And of course, Samuel L. Jackson as Mr. Glass. Um, I mean, he, he didn't really, he didn't even have a speaking line until like halfway in the movie, but he right. played. He played the uh, doped up, you know, patient pretty well. All the and, body language and mannerisms and all that. Yeah, and I did love. I, I remembered in the theater, really loving and being surprised at the scene when he just slashes the guy's throat. That got a big. I remember that got a big gasp from the audience. And yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, then we have Bruce Willis as David Dunn, the overseer. Um, not great. Um, he did <laughs> he did get a nominee uh, nominated for a Golden Raspberry of Worst Supporting Actor. Oh wow! Yeah, sad. so I didn't th- I didn't think he was that bad. Um, well, let's see who else was nominated that year. But uh, I mean, really, I, I haven't really followed like movies he's done since if he's done too many roles but like i remember watching it i was like you know this is not a bad farewell for him like with all of his you know all the stuff going all the stuff going on with him currently i was like you know this is kind of a bittersweet like it, it kind of made me feel bad like just knowing how he is now like seeing his character and like what happened to the character and like kind of some similarities talking about the brain and all that yeah, I don't know if any of that played a role into this. I don't know how soon or how early his medical right. issues were, so I won't be too hard on him. The other, God, there was no way he was going to win this award, though, given who won. But uh, the other nominees that year, we had Seth Rogen as Viking Man in Zeroville. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. Zeroville. Okay. Uh, Tyler Perry as uh, Joe and Uncle Hethero in a Medea family funeral. Okay. And then the winner, which, I mean, uh, was uh, James Corden as Bustopher Jones in Cats. Oh, (laughs) jeez. All time. I I would imagine that movie got a lot of nominees and winners. Well, let's take a look. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's that's an all-time disaster, right there. Yeah, it, uh, without even including the marketing, it looks like it lost about twenty-five million. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you know they probably put a couple hundred million towards it for marketing, because I remember yeah. seeing it everywhere. Oh yeah, see, it was it won worst picture, worst director. Well, <laughs> it was nominated for worst actress. Uh, one worst supporting actor, which we just mentioned, uh, nominated and won for two worst supporting actress roles with Judy Dench and Rebel Wilson. So that's m- pretty impressive. Impressive to get the double. Yeah, uh, a double whammy. Worst screenplay at one, and then worst on-screen cameo again, a double nomination of uh, any two half feline, half human hairballs was the winner, and Jason Derulo and his CGI neutered bulge was also nominated. Oof. I think I've mentioned on here before, but I uh, 
<laughs> I remember someone made the prediction that this would outdo uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh my god! <laughs> and I said, well, I at, before even seeing a trailer or anything, I was like, well, it won't do that. That's ridiculous. But I'm like, I could see this make a billion dollars because it was a very successful Broadway play, and you do have a lot of big name stars in this, so. Right. Yeah, maybe I could see it. I mean, Judy Dench is a big star. Jennifer Hudson, Idris Elba. You know, it's got a lot of big stars. And then I saw the, uh, the trailer. Taylor Swift also in it. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, ooh, this, this is <laughs> very bad. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna have to amend what I. <laughs> yeah, like okay, this will not make a billion dollars. This is a, a very bad looking movie. But the guy that uh predicted it would overtake Endgame. That's uh. That might. I wish I could that's, find that. That was that's uh, that's a Skip Bayless take right there. That was all time old takes yeah, exposed. That's uh, pretty bad. I mean, it was just a random person on a Facebook group, but he was one of the admins, so like he his opinion kind of carried some weight, I guess. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay, I don't agree with that, but maybe a billion. I, but man, nope, never mind. I saw the trailer. <laughs> So yeah, um, oh yeah, we still had uh, James McAvoy to go over as uh, the Horde, I guess. Yeah, um, I would say he probably did just about as good in this one as Split. The only difference is he wasn't featured prominently, and the source material wasn't, you know, it was it wasn't meant to make him the focus of the movie. I think he delivered when he was on the screen, though, for sure. Yeah, he did. It was uh, not as scary because we we kind of already saw in Split right. this the scary part of him. So when he's in locked up, it's not as much. Um, you didn't feel the same tension in this movie as the no. previous one. Like a, the a, previous one was so well done with that. A lot more Hedwig, which is not scary, nor is it intended to be. But when yeah. he's uh, when he's Patricia, and who is the um, the guy that, whatever persona that kidnapped Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, who's like the creepy De- uncle sex Dennis, offender. Dennis, right? Yeah, Dennis? I think, yeah, it was the two, um, it was the two personalities that the therapist banned, Dennis and uh, Patricia, because they're, cre- <laughs> they're too creepy. <laughs> yeah, Patricia, uh, to me, that's the creepiest one. But uh, yeah, I could, I could yeah. see an argument for Dennis, though, too. Yeah, well, Dennis is definitely like a child molester. I think that's yeah. the implication. <laughs> Um, I did like some new personas. Like there was the uh, was it like the Irish or was he? Uh, what was it? Was it a British guy or? Then they have like a twin. They had like a twin siblings. One yeah, twin sibling. There was the professor. I, I liked him. He's like, what am I doing locked up here? Yeah, that was cute. Um, yeah. There was a uh, yeah. There was a couple. I can't remember all of them, but yeah, he had a couple of new ones. Well, let's uh, jump into the plot, but before we do, I almost forgot, uh, follow us on Twitter at EC underscore hero and get critical updates, like uh, last week when I said the episode would be delayed by a week. You would know if you followed us, or on Instagram at EC HeroCast. Fortunately, I can't uh, can't do the Instagram photos to carry over to Twitter anymore. I, I think that was one of the things... Elon Musk blocked. Too bad, but I'll get over it. (laughs) (laughs) 
um, or myself on Twitter at EddieC85. Uh, you see me argue with Alex Manoa fans today. That was fun. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and, well, one of them jumped in my mentions, and like before I could even read it, blocked me, which is very weird to jump into someone's mentions and block them. The old hit and run. I mean, I, I block people if I see just idiots I don't agree with sometimes. Like, I just, I'm like, I don't want to see anything you post ever again. You're an idiot. But if I'm going to say something to them, I don't usually do that. Yeah. Well, the other one ended up blocking me, but that was after I told her. I was like, <laughs> listen, uh, I, I don't really... I don't want to talk about minor league baseball players anymore, which he is now. So and then that uh, that apparently got the block. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, yeah. Follow me at jo- follow me at Joshy knows best. By the way, mm-hmm. if you if you would like to, you don't have to. You're going all in on the movies today. I saw. I've been seeing it a lot lately. Like that's all I've been seeing in my my feed, really. So yeah. What was today the 25th anniversary? No, not that can't be right. Uh, 26th anniversary of Con Air, I believe. Yeah, right behind me, my uh, my movie poster. Yeah, mm-hmm. classic classic movie. It's another reason why I need a new house is uh, not just to get away from these jackass neighbors, but I've run out of wall space, space for uh, <laughs> movie posters. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Oh, we almost bought one the other day. Um, saw a big, uh, big Lebowski one. We almost got it. Kind of wish I did. It was like twelve bucks. It was like a full size. That'd be a good one. Yeah, kind of wish I would just bought it. Maybe next time I'm there, if they still have it, I will. Yeah, I would like. Uh, my friend has a basement with like a home theater. That's what I want, and I want That's... just the walls lined with posters. That would be. Yeah. Uh, that'd, that'd be, be the nice. dream. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a few more I need to get. Uh, I have no superhero posters, so I should probably grab one at least. Actually, I did have one, but it uh, got very, very wrinkled in a move, so it was a Batman one, so I had to let it go. Yeah, if we ever get a, if we ever upgrade, you know, a few years down the line, get like a bigger place, I probably will have fun uh, covering the walls and setting up my own little area. Oh, I love. Uh... Stupid artwork on my walls. <laughs> yeah, currently I've got. Uh, I mean, I haven't really bought stuff like that, and it's been a while. But I've got like Boondock Saints, uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, oh, stuff like that. It's like a college dorm in 2005. If you threw in Sin City, I just watched that uh, <laughs> probably like a day or two ago, two days ago, I think. I saw it. And I was like, man, it's been a minute since I watched this, and it's a classic. So. Yeah, Visual, visually that movie is awesome. Yeah, that got a, a high grade from Caleb and I, and uh, yeah. I saw it at the uh, well. A friend of mine and I went, and there was a, a store. They were selling a bunch of DVDs, and I ended up getting this at the library. But like, I looked on the show, I saw Split, and I was like, oh, I should look see if they have glass, which they didn't. But uh-huh. yeah, they were they were selling the DVDs for like two three dollars. Um, Nice. Some people have already helped themselves to some, which was just empty containers. I was like, really, you're robbing <laughs> from a discount store? Like, how how bad do you have to be? Right. <laughs> you can't you can't afford the two or three dollars. Come on. <laughs> anyway, well, we open with uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb 
He's in his Patricia gimmick. Uh, he's got himself more girls tied up. They're cheerleaders. And then we just suddenly cut to some hooligans, I guess. They uh, they filmed themselves beating up people or something. Superman punch out. Yeah. The Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> um, so David Dunn shows up at their house, and uh, we don't really see him do anything. It just we assume he kicks their ass, but uh, we don't see it. Yeah. Now that I think about it, just reading that, it makes me wonder if Bruce Willis was like you know, starting to you get, get it early you get, on. You get one fight scene from me, but I ain't doing two. <laughs> right? Maybe. Or he actually Maybe. does. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he really only does one. One main one. I yeah. I think they did some camera tricks to kind of mask it. You know. Yeah. Well, he is a vigilante that they call the Overseer. Uh, not the tiptoe man, which how do you we'll ever never. how do you ever come up with that? <laughs> we'll never discuss that name ever again. The tiptoe man. Uh, his son Joseph, which was the same actor, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, um, he's his guy in the chair, so to speak, and they're looking for the missing girls. Back with the kidnapped girls, Kevin is uh, he's in his child persona of uh, Wendell or no. Not Wendell. Uh, Hedwig. Hedwig, yeah. Wendell's his middle name. Uh, so Hedwig, even Hedwig, I, I had to note, has dropped Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He says Drake's his new main man now. So everyone dropped Kanye. He was ahead of the curve. I know. He really was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that'll happen when you're nine. Oh, you could see you could see the faults in folks. I guess. That's a... Uh, I, I mean, that's impressive. Like, the first one didn't age at all, but this one, that aged uh, perfectly. That aged, yeah, that aged really well. <laughs> so, yeah, Drake's his new main man. And uh, he uh, he wants to let him know that the Beast is coming. Let me cut to David. He is leaving work at his security camera store as uh, M. Night Shyamalan is buying a camera. It's always weird that he puts himself in his movies. I don't... <laughs> uh, some act, I mean, some directors do that. I don't know. Tar- Tarantino's kind of notorious for doing that too. Yeah, that's true. Most, most of his movies, I feel like he's had a, a character or a cameo. Yeah. <coughs> Much like in the beach, he's uh, filming people in this, or wants to film people. Maybe right. he's maybe it's all the Shamalite verse, and he's buying a camera to film the people at the beach. Maybe. Could be. So uh, David heads to the warehouse district. That's where they suspect uh, that the horde is hiding. I don't think he knows it's the horde yet, but that's where the girls are. And uh, David bumps into Kevin, well, Hedwig, and he sees that he's the kidnapper. Because remember, he can touch people and see their worst crime they've committed or something like that. Right. And, uh, yeah, Hedwig, um, I like his big jump kick to the garage door. Yeah, he got good air on that one. Yeah. So Kevin goes into a tunnel. He turns into the beast. I put. Uh, I assume he killed the homeless people in the tunnel as well. But actually, there's a deleted scene where. Uh, or no, wait, I got my deleted scenes mixed up. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I assume he just kills the homeless people. Anyway, he goes back to the cheerleaders, but uh, the overseer gets there first. 
frees the cheerleaders, Beast shows up, there's a CGI table at Overseer, thought that one looked kind of bad, and uh, the two fight, they crash out of a big window, and the whole police is waiting on them. They flash this big light, which I guess is the weakness for Kevin, because it snaps him out of the Beast persona. It reminded me of uh, Get Out, when the camera flashes. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what it reminded me of, like snapping him out of like whatever's going on mentally. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, jeez, dogs are going at it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are both, both David and uh, Kevin are arrested and taken to a uh, psych ward or mental hospital there, Arkham Asylum, whatever you want to yep. call it. Taken Arkham. So this is where we meet. Dr. Staple puts them into special cells. So if David tries to do something, the room will spray him with water from a big tank of water outside. And if Kevin tries to do something, these the lights, which are like right in front of the doorway, will uh, trigger and flash. She'll have to switch personas. So she explains that she's a doctor who treats delusional people who think they're superheroes. So why could my question about that was why couldn't Kevin just turn his head and like kind of close his eyes and avoid it? <laughs> I don't know. Bruce, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis is set up. I feel like he couldn't. He couldn't do anything about that. I feel like if Kevin wanted to, he could avoid it, kind of. Because even there was the scene. I mean, not trying to get too ahead, but there's a scene where the guy kind of grabs him and forces him to look at the light. Well, you know, plot, plot, uh armor-proof plot points here. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they just let it... I don't know. I'm not really being critical. I'm just kind of... I was just kind of thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, if there were lights in all four corners and you that could would argue be better. that, like, yeah. well, even if you close your eyes, it's still... You see the flash, maybe. I don't sure. Know. Sure, yeah. I'm not really... I'm not really throwing a big fit about it. Well, Doctor... Not Doctor. <laughs> Mr. Glass <laughs> is also at this uh, psych ward. Now, are we supposed to assume he's been there this whole time? Since the first movie? I assume so, because the first movie ended very strangely, I remember, where uh, Mr. Glass, could, they find out he's the, you know, this uh, mass killer. Yeah. And then it's like, now he's arrested. It's like, okay. Um, sure. <laughs> so yeah, let's just assume it's been, what, 19 years or whatever. He's He's been in there the whole time. Yeah. Well, we cut to Casey Cook, who's told that they caught her abductor, and uh, Mrs. Price, uh, Glass's mom, she uh, she talks to Dr. Staple, said her son is too smart to be locked up in there, and she was right. Uh, yeah. Later on, Joseph, he tries to talk to Dr. Staple to convince her to let his dad out, but um, she doesn't buy it, and her goal is to... Uh, Get them to stop their delusions. That's the whole thing. It's like, uh, you got to snap out of it and understand that you are not a superhero, after all. So, uh, later on, Casey comes to visit Kevin. Nothing really from uh, from that particular visit. Um, they all have uh, their individual sessions with Dr. Staple. We learn David is weakened by water because he nearly drowned as a kid, and... Also, during all this, Dr. Era, I keep telling him Dr. Glass, Mr. Glass, uh, he's able to escape his room. He's figured out how to do that. 
and um, they catch him, but he wants to be caught, that sort of thing. Uh, then she brings them all into one room for a, a group therapy session. And during this therapy, uh, Dr. Staple tries to convince the three of them that they're not superheroes. It's just uh, delusions. Let me cut to Joseph, who tries to find Kevin's parents because of uh, something he read in a comic. And elsewhere, Mr. Glass gets out again, pulls a file on Kevin, and he also sees uh, there's an article for this uh, Osaka Tower, which is this new skyscraper in Philadelphia, which is a state-of-the-art building. It's going to be, like, I don't know, nuclear-powered or something. Uh, They kept commenting on the architecture and whatever. So that's the big... uh, tease but uh we'll right. find out it doesn't really lead to anything <laughs> it was a big uh big red herring is what it was yes exactly get your focus onto it like you're expecting that's where the movie's ending well glass uh yeah because they even mentioned it on the radio when bruce willis gets to his house and they're talking about it throughout the movie and anyway glass visits kevin says he wants to meet the beast and tomorrow we can do that We'll escape, I'll be back, and uh, they also have this lobotomy procedure plan, some kind of remove their frontal cortex, I don't know, but uh, Glass also had sabotaged that so that the machine was not going to do anything to him, Um, so he removed some critical piece of that. He's too smart. Mm Mm-hmm. And we get a, uh, we actually get a flashback of Elijah... He was riding the Tilt-A-Whirl as a kid, but uh, he kept breaking his bones on it with, like, the world's worst ride instructor, or (laughs) ride operator, I mean. Yeah. Like, the mom screaming to shut it off, and he's like, hmm? Now, are we to think that she knew of his condition and sent him on there, or this is, like, the first experience of this happening to him? I think they both knew because... He had padding, I know. Yeah, sure, he so. used like his big stuffed animals as padding, and then his jacket as padding, and he thought he would be good to go. But, you know, too much yeah. G-force from that Tilt-A-Whirl, and the padding all kind of... It was that that moment where he decided uh, he'd never be outsmarted again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so... Um, Elijah gets free by uh, killing the orderly with the piece of glass, which I mentioned earlier. That was good. And then he frees Kevin. He turns into the beasts, wants them to go to the new Osaka Tower so the world can see them. I think they also encouraged uh, Bruce Willis, uh, David rather, to uh, break down the door. Like, you're strong, you can do it. He told him uh, a lot of people are going to die if he can't get through that door and stop them. Mm Mm-hmm. So they make their way through the basement to escape, and Dr. Staple figures out that they want to go to the Osaka Tower, but says, well, they messed up going through the basement, so we have some time. Meanwhile, Miss Elijah, uh, Joseph, and Casey, they've all kind of teamed up as, like, the three voices for the three super people, I guess. Yeah, they've kind of kind of bonded over them being there together. Yeah. Even though Casey sh- probably shouldn't 
be bonding with the guy because he murdered her two friends and kidnapped her, but whatever. I think for her, the whole thing is she relates to him being abused, I guess. That has to be what it is. Yeah, that could be. And her being abused, so they had the common thing. The other two, I mean, they make a lot more sense being there. Family, yeah. Well, yeah, Casey, uh, I mean, she does, she mentioned that her uncle's in prison now. Yeah. That was so, the <laughs> the big cringe moment from the previous movie. Yeah, yeah. So David then manages to break out of his cell. There's a big fight in the parking lot. Kevin Kevin kills a few of the security officers. And Joseph pops in with the big reveal. He says, actually, Kevin's dad was killed in the train accident that Glass caused, which we also found David survived it because he was, uh, you know, he can't be hurt. So Glass tries to spin this as a good thing. He's like, well, without me, you know, you never would have discovered the beast. And, you know, Kevin's mom never would have been able to raise you all by herself and abused you, which created the horde. And he's like, what are the odds of that? I created David and Kevin. And the beast does thank Glass for this. Right. But he also uh, uh, like crushes his shoulder and just punches him in the gut, sending his wheelchair flying. It's like uh, it's kind of similar to Magneto and Sebastian Shaw when he's like, "I agree with everything you're saying, but I still got to kill you because you killed yes. my mom." It's <laughs> exactly. kind of similar. Exactly. Good one. Uh, and then, uh, so David, uh, well. David kind of like uh, intervenes and uh, this is where B spears David into the big water tank that was outside that was, you know, the water from his room. And of course, David is weakened in the water. Beast is about to head to the tower when Casey stops him. This is when just a random sniper shoots the beast. <laughs> and uh, he we notice he has a clover tattoo on his wrist. Yep. And um, someone with the same tattoo picks up David and tries to drown him in, like, this pothole full of water. And then we see Dr. Staple also has the same tattoo. Hmm. Here, this could be our big twist. And uh, we see uh, David does drown. So, R.I.P. to a real one. Yep, yep. Uh, Glass is badly hurt and dying, but not dead yet. Uh, Kevin does die from the gunshot wound. And then, a real one. <laughs> mm-hmm, real ones. Real, yeah, real multiples. <laughs> yeah. Then Dr. Staple goes to check on Glass. She tells him, you know, we're not bad. We're just a super group. And we step in and we stop the, the heroes and villains because we can't have gods among us. So we, we keep this all under wraps. And then Glass... He dies, says this is an origin story, and there was the big twist that uh, Sarah Paulson worked for this company. Or was that the big twist? Maybe not. So, uh, Dr. Staple meets with her, I don't know, the Clover Group? Sure. At a (laughs) restaurant. And says she's ready to move to the next city to maintain balance. Then Staple goes back to the asylum. 
and we find that all the security tapes, they've already deleted them, but they were streamed and sent to a private server. And Staple realizes, wait, when they went through the basement, they didn't make a mistake. They went to the basement because that's where all the cameras were. And this wasn't about getting to Osaka Tower. It was a suicide mission. And, yeah, she ends up just screaming and... Yeah, she didn't put it all together until she was at the comic book store again, and those those guys were talking about the yeah. villain always having a, a master plan that's not really obvious or whatever. <laughs> I, I kind of hated that, because it was, like, so obvious exposition. And it's, Well, for one, he's just, like, he's so smart. It's like, why would he do something clearly stupid, and you know? Yeah. So, I mean... But these dorks are like, that's just what the villain wants you to think. He's actually... <laughs> It's like, okay, no one talks like that, but... Um, So then we cut to Elijah's mom. She gets sent the video on her old-ass iMac Indigo. Yeah. Joseph and Casey also get the video. They all share the video. Uh, Shows proof that superheroes exist. And then the three go to a train station and watch as the video goes viral. I did did like the line also when she... uh was kind of revealing herself to Bruce where she was like, did I almost convince you to, to not believe you were, you know, a superhero. I liked that. It's like, clearly he is, they are, but I mean, they're trying to brain. It's like, I think their whole thing with them was like, they thought it was like a kind of like a mercy way of, uh, dealing with the problem. It's like, they're giving him an opportunity to, you know, regulate themselves and be regular people, but if they don't, they're going to put them down. Yeah. I don't know. No, that makes sense. Um, That's kind of the way I looked at it. Well, because we have uh, the DVD, we have uh, alternate opening and deleted scenes. Ooh, nice. Well, I can tell you none of these were that important, but (laughs) I'll go over (laughs) them anyway. So the alternate opening is they show cameras being installed in the mental hospital, which I'm glad. This one I, I didn't like at all. And they're also building the rooms for Kevin and David, which I didn't like that, um, especially drawing that. attention to the cameras as soon as the movie starts. Like, Yeah, no. I don't need, we didn't need that. No. And then our deleted scenes, none of them are very long. Uh, David stops at a bar on his way home. <laughs> Uh, Patricia talks to the cheerleaders. It's like an extended conversation. An extended scene of Casey in school where she takes like questions about her being kidnapped, which seems weird that a school would want that. Uh, Dr. Staple talking to her previous work. Uh, talking about her previous work, rather. Um, Miss Elijah extended scene talking to Dr. Staple. Miss Elijah talking to her son in an extended scene. Uh, Dr. Staple was told Mr. Dunn set off the sprinkler in his room. Um, so there's that. Um, which I'm glad they left that one out. Uh, David would not be the type to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, security guard is suspicious of glass. Uh, we have more Elijah's mom talking to her son. David agrees to the... Pr- um, this one I... I was okay with. They could have let this one in. Where David agrees to the procedure procedure that uh, Elijah was supposed to get. He's like, if I get this, I can leave. No questions asked. And she's like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, sign me up. So I'd have been well, okay do- with yeah. it. Yeah. That does seem like 
something plausible he would do. And yeah, if they left that in there, it wouldn't have seemed out of place. Yeah, this one was weird, where other patients in the asylum start worshipping Beast, and he's like, oh, you're all broken with me. I'm like, this is strange. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Glass, the f- final of the Unbreakable trilogy. Um, you would think that's going to be the end of that universe, right? Totally. I can't see them going back to it. Well, everyone's dead, so... <laughs> They'd have to completely do some kind of other spinoff, like with Sarah Paulson's character, maybe. I don't I don't see them doing that. Nah, I think they're done with those. I don't know what, what's next for old M. Night, but... I, I mean, it's a good trilogy. I mean, to me... I would honestly, I would, I would rather watch this trilogy than any of his other stuff, to be honest. And I, I like some of his other stuff, but I mean, to me, this trilogy is the the most well done thing that he that he has. Yeah, I, he's had. Um, I mean, Beach was just very whatever. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have strong feelings about Beach one way or the other. Um. What was the other ones that he's done? He had one this year. What was it? Uh, Knock at the Cabin. That was pretty good. I liked it, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I like it more than these movies. No, um, probably not. Uh, of course, Sixth Sense is probably his best. Signs. Um, was it The Village? Uh, Happening. I never, I never saw The Village. Happening was... Was that the one that was like the plants were doing it? Yeah, it's like... It's almost like unintentionally a comedy. It's like... Literally, if you watch it, it's almost like a comedy. <laughs> Some of it's that bad. Yeah, that's no good. Um, the, I like The Visit. Did you see that one? The Visit? It was decent. No, I haven't seen The Visit. Um, um, but yeah, overall, I think my Unbreakable trilogy tops for me, for uh, Shyamalan. Yeah, Six Sense and Split, if you're just judging individual movies, I would say would be. Yeah. And just for comparison, uh, Unbreakable... I gave a seven. Caleb gave an eight and a half. Split. We were not split. All three of us gave it an eight and a half. Yep. So what are um, we giving Glass? I think if I was on Unbreakable, I probably would have gave it eight. The eight ballpark also. Um, this one, I would say is the weakest. Uh, yeah. I still, I still like it. I'm hovering between seven, seven and a half. Um. I'm going to go seven and a half just because I like the performances, I guess. Uh, seven and a half out of ten. All right. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'll, uh, mm, I might just, uh, I might settle on a six only because I think there was, I would have done the movie very differently. I will say, um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. <laughs> yeah, just, there was too much was of the, Yeah, too much mental hospital, not enough action. I found myself really, uh, really into the movie anytime they had the big three characters on the screen. What? And I didn't feel like they featured them nearly enough. I feel like they were trying to do too much. They were almost setting up like another movie, but they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Samuel Jackson's character not speaking for the first half of the movie. Um, I guess, like, and then the, uh, the, well, the red herring, it's like this Osaka Tower plot sounds cool, but then it's like, uh, we're just going to do a parking lot fight instead. Like, 
okay, not as cool, but... And then the the twist ending, it's like this group that we literally just find out about. It's like, oh, our goal is to keep people from knowing about superheroes. And then two minutes later, oh, we failed in our goal. So it's like, am I really supposed to care? Like, I just found out that this group existed, and now you're telling me, oh, well, Glass was too smart for them. So, I don't know. I would have preferred... Just maybe, focus on the main... Really yeah, just focus on the three characters. Yeah, Glass maybe escaping the mental hospital. Maybe leave Sarah Paulson out of this movie completely. Or at least her she's, character. I mean, she's a good actress, but yeah, I don't think any of that was really needed for this story. Yeah, no, nothing against her as an actor, but like the yeah. character, it's like the movie was dependent on her character, which she I thought did, the payoff was kind of weak. Yeah, she did heavier lifting than than she really needed to. Like, if this is supposed to be the end of that story, yeah, I don't know. They could have went about it a lot different. You know, they could have got to a conclusion a lot of different ways. Uh, I would say that yeah, the ending wasn't really satisfying. Like, I probably would honestly would have gave it like a seven. Honestly, I probably would have gave it like like similar to you, like a six range, but just like the acting, I like, and I I forgot about uh, the twist of them being on the train together, tying it up. That yeah, that was good. I actually, that bumped that, it up like that, a half a point for me. Like right that there. could have just been the main the main uh, twist. Yeah, really, exactly. You're right. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's a, it's a good trilogy overall, especially Split. I, really liked I, it. I mean, when I left theater, I didn't, I said, oh, you know, that was a solid end of the trilogy, you know, solid end to it. I didn't have any complaints about it, but I definitely didn't think it was better than the first two. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's still an enjoyable movie, I think. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it again down the line at some point, I'm sure. Like when I watch, you know, the trilogy marathon or whatever. Yeah. Well, that is uh, the start of 2019 next week. Is uh, this was a movie I remember well over a year ago. I was like, yeah, that's on the, the list, and then I discovered it was not. <laughs> and I was like, well, what the hell? I'll just add it. We're so far away from that that uh, episode 159 is never going to get here. Uh, well, it's finally here. It is Alita: Battle Angel. Oh man, I uh, forgot about that movie. Yeah, I uh, apparently I did too. I didn't even add it on the original list, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that'll be next week. Uh, you can find. I think you have to pay for that one unless you have cable, which I do. So you can get it on like FX now. Uh, but yes, I've already got a guest lined up. It's uh, same guest that I had on for Incredibles two, bringing the old ball and chain on. Even though I get no bitches, but uh, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you know that's not true. Also, maybe don't call them bitches. I don't know. Most women don't care for that. And the ones that do, you probably don't want anyway. Yeah. Just a thought. Would that go well with uh, with Morgan if you referred to her as that? Um, no. <laughs> uh, she's, she's a pretty strong woman. She's not going to take that from anybody. Uh, yeah. Well. Um, end quote. <laughs> That's where I was going. Yeah, I was wondering uh, about where you yeah. go with this one. Well, I completely blanked on what was next. This is why I need uh, I need Caleb back from being blipped. But um, we kind of already said it, but uh, we'll say it again because it's a, a very stupid name. But I, I it made me laugh. <clears throat> Do not mention the tiptoe man ever again. 